We finally did it. After three years, we made it all the way to the truffle farm, five minutes away. <laughs> also on Chapter 77, a look at the pilgrimage trails of St. James Way. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Oh, my. Well, okay. So, oh, my God. Well, we started our day. It was perfectly laid out. <sighs> we had a lot of things to do. Yes. And in- including uh, a oh, visit. Including getting those eyeglasses. Oh, <laughs> wait till you hear this one. So it started off in, it was a rough start. It was, a, no, it was a, a whole rough day. No, it wasn't a whole rough day. So the first incident or episode was we needed to go get dog food for our three pups. We were down to like a couple of kibble. About yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And um, we typically go buy it. I know this sounds really weird. <laughs> we typically go buy our, our dog food at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So there is uh, great. He, he brings in these French croquettes and the dogs really like it. So... And he's a good guy. And he's a great guy. N- nothing on nothing on Joel because he's a <laughs> he's a one man show there. But closed, <laughs> closed. <laughs> and there were there was no explica- explanation. No. Nothing in nothing. the window saying sorry. I, d- I decided to take the day off. Just just no lights, uh, no dogs, n- n- no cluckett for our dogs. And I just went down today. Thinking that, oh, he's on vacation. No, he was open today, just decided, you know what? I'm not going to work tomorrow, yesterday. I'm just not going to do it. So we're just going to exceptionally close. And I'm going to close with no notes on the window, just closed. No, just your regular operating hours. Yeah, yeah, which, which weren't. Weren't, weren't operating weren't at operating. all. But I mean, and and so then we're, you know, we we're going to go to the, we went to the truffle farm. We And that went Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. We'll get there. Okay. That was great, but one of the reasons it was great was because you made an appointment. I think we're going to have to make an appointment to go grocery shopping soon. (laughs) Because, you know, then the other thing was, okay, we'll go all the way into Villeneuve-sur-Lot and pick up your (laughs) glasses for the 73rd trip on these glasses. And, uh, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Well, look... We we learned the hard way that they don't open on Mondays. So so we made made sure that we it didn't wasn't go on, a Monday. We didn't go on a Monday. And we know their regular hours. Yeah. You know, nine to twelve thirty, two thirty to or two to So Yeah. Yeah. So we go over there at two o'clock. Exceptionally closed till three. You know, like summer hours. I, I here's the thing. I honestly believe they must have meetings here in France. This is the this is the the, the most um, anti-commerce place I have ever been to in my life. You know, like they must sit around. Honestly, Julie, I, well, no, but, just a minute. They must sit around and figure out ways to close exceptionally. Like they must. Th- thanks, thanks everybody for coming uh, to today's meeting. Uh, first of all, great idea from Arnaud uh, to. <laughs> To close the store while we have this meeting about other reasons not to stay open. Very clever, Arnaud. Fantastic. Gold star. Anyone else? Yes, Isabel. Isabel. Uh, Well, um, I have an idea. We could just say that it's 
summer hours and stay closed for one more hour at lunch for no reason whatsoever. Brilliant idea, Isabel. Francois. Maybe. Hey, I've got an idea, boss. Monsieur Patron, maybe we could set up a camera and record the reactions of the people who show up at two, only to find out that we're closed at three. Then we could close for another hour to watch the video. (laughs) You make a really good point. I'm going to have a heart attack here with things that close. But, okay, but but think about it. Is is it France or is it just our region? Oh, no. well, Come on, well, no, what, well, you don't thought, know. No, I thought you were going to say, is it France or did we have the same problem in Canada? No, 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 no. no but I'm, I'm saying this is rural France. Who it's knows? it's a different mindset. If we were in Lyon or Marseille uh, or Paris, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to open up a printing shop that only prints signs that say "closed exceptionally" because <laughs> I'll make eight billion dollars. <laughs> so you know, the one thing that kind of irked me is is I got a text message from the eyeglass store saying vos lunettes sont prêtes right i think it would have been really nice of them to say but please note that we are now well, no. on summer hours but they're not going to do that because of francois's idea to have the video camera outside the door right and capture everybody's reactions like mine yesterday <laughs> i'll bet you they're having a good laugh over that one <laughs> the steam coming out through your ears <sighs> and it's pouring rain again yeah. just oh Anyway, uh, it was uh, it, it was a frustrating experience, but uh, and, and by ho- the way, hopefully, I was not waiting around till three. No, 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 no one no. was expecting you to. And you can pick up your own glasses now. Well, I've well, made enough trips well, for well, your glasses. Well, you have to pick up your B- Bermuda shorts. Okay, at the, the t- at the tailor. At oh, yeah, the tailor. We'll, we'll go there. You watch this. We'll go there because they're supposed to be ready Friday. Friday and morning. He'll, he'll be closed. No, she was very good. She's very on, she's on time. I have she, a little note that says be there Friday morning. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, I've calmed. Let me just have some water because I'm <laughs> I'm overheating. Yeah, so, but it's been it's been raining in in our region quite a bit, much more than last uh, summer. So we're very fortunate. But there are parts of France that are under water restrictions. Yeah, well, there's parts of the world. I mean, it's I've just every time we turn on the TV, I'm I'm afraid to turn on the TV because. You know, we're just seeing just such, like, I mean... It's all extreme, though. The other day, the water bomber guy in Greece, cra- oh, you know, like, it's just... Yeah, it's sad. You know... You, you've got floods in Nova Scotia, you've got fires in Alberta. Like it's, Greece, it's, like, it's horrible. It's, floods uh, in Italy, just... We've said it before, Mother Nature is not happy. Nope. But France is taking this seriously. Many departments are under alert, and they're they're not allowed to use water for their gardens. They're not allowed to use um, water to top up their pools if they have a pool. Um, sales of ab- above ground pools have now um, been um, uh, discouraged, uh, or actually uh, outlawed. Um, car washes are closed. So th- there's there's a real impact on everyday kind of... <laughs> and, isn't, and isn't it ironic that we get enough rain that it actually fills up the pool? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's it's really too bad. Yeah. Well, they were saying uh, on the radio the other day, there there's a large number of, of French people that own their private pool. Um, there are if I remember the stat correctly, 3.4 million private pools mm-hmm. in France. That's one for every 20 
people. But wouldn't you think that that almost explains why people don't have air conditioning? I mean, you know, they go and douse off in the pool and that's how they cool off in the winter, I, in the summer. I don't know. It might be. It might be. Um, but, you know, in, in France, you are taxed if you have a pool. Like you, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's tagged on well, to th- your, your property tax. Well, I think you are in Canada too. I think every I think everywhere taxes you additionally for a pool. Well, here it's because it adds value to your property. Oh, it doesn't in Canada. It's well, the opposite. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's a double whammy. Thing. I mean, I don't know how many people who have. <laughs> I can count on one one hand actually how many people I know who bought a house with a pool and filled it in right? in Canada. Yeah, I know a few too. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, in Canada. They have to empty the pools. That's right. For winter, or that's... else it'll be damaging to the pool. Here, the water yeah. stays in the pool, so it, it can, it's much greener. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the process in, in yeah, France. and it, and then in the spring you do a shock, uh, and it gets rid of all the green. You do a little, you know, you clean the edges, and it's it's really not that onerous a a, a job. Yeah, really. and, and I have to to commend you because you've taken over um, the pool uh, mm-hmm. maintenance and. The water looks amazing. I'm quite the pool boy. You are. Yeah, no, I'm. you know what? Uh, I talked to my buddy Danny about it, and he said, ah, you'll get onto it. It's not that big a deal because he's been doing his own for a long time. And he's right. You know, if you just, you get those little water, uh, those little stick, stick testers and just keep on top of it. And uh, that's, I don't know, it doesn't seem that big of a deal to me. We'll have the other guy come back and do the openings and closings, but I can, I can monitor it and yeah. Flush out the filter and all that stuff throughout the course of the year. And plus, we have Bobby. We have Bobby. Bobby the robot. Yeah. We uh, we stick Bobby in the pool and he um, takes up any debris that happens yeah. to have fallen in the bottom of the pool. Yeah. So. And, I mean, he's he's got his own working uh, system as well. Uh-huh. Sometimes he gets tangled up yeah. in, the, in the cable, but uh, he does a pretty good job. Yep. No, we'll keep Bobby. Yeah, Bobby's awesome. So yeah, that's unfortunate uh, about the the water restrictions. And I feel I feel badly for people who run the car washes or or anyone who's in the in a business that requires water uh-huh. that has to turn it off. I wonder if there are, are subsidies for them or or uh, you probably know. I I don't know, but it, it, certain departments are are under quite a, a strict restriction. Well, um, you know, here, the water, the weather, th- this has actually been, in our area, uh, a cooler summer than last year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but when I say cool, I mean perfect. Like yes. 26, you know, 20, 27, yeah. 28, beautiful. Not intense heat. No. Now, we've had a couple of days in the 30s, but that's it. No big deal. No. There's a program that you can go on on the French government website website to see if your department is actually under restriction. And I just went to check our department, and and uh, we're we're absolutely fine. And what what you say is the percentage of France that is under water restrictions, or could you kind of? Like, uh, I would say maybe a third. Wow, that's a it lot. Looked, it looked at, in varying degrees, right? Like there are different levels of mm-hmm. alert, mm-hmm. so. Um, but we have no water restrictions. It was interesting because Marmande, which is pr- pretty close by, they started a program with Google Earth mm-hmm. to see how many citizens had pools oh. <laughs> and, and whether or not they had declared them in their tax return. Oh. And they, I think they collected hundreds of thousands of euros from people who had non-declared pools. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's a little bit of the man to me. Yeah, you know what well, I'm saying. That's but, like uh, that's what that's where we are. No, no, that's true. And and you know, in fairness, if you're not declaring your pool, you know, 
that is a, a taxable benefit on your house. And so I guess, I guess but... Imagine oh, getting that God. in the mail and the picture of your pool from Google Earth. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> hey, yet another level of administration here in lovely France. Um, we were, uh, you know, I've, I've had it with waiting for fiber. Uh, this is another... Uh, bone of contention I have with France. I mean, they, I, I think you're, if you've listened to the podcast, you're aware that in 20, well, two, it's over two years now since the fiber went in the ground in front of our house. Just And it, it's almost like it pops its head out of the ground and goes, <laughs> It's taunting you. Yeah, it's taunting us because we can't access it. And I've had it. I've had it with Orange, the company that uh, oversees this, had it with everybody. And so, um, you know, you were kind enough to make a call because we found a phone number. Uh, maybe explain that, this 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 wonderful guy from... Well, he's hired by the department, the Lot-et-Garonne. Yeah, the region. Um, and uh, uh, he uh, is there to help fill the mandate of making sure that the citizens receive high-speed internet. High-speed internet. Not necessarily fiber, high-speed internet. Exactly. And so I got this number from uh, our, our mairie department yeah. uh, uh, office and, and called it. And um, he was just fantastic and he's been fantastic he keeps following up yep. like hey he wants they... to make sure uh, blah 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 so it turns out that there, there is a company that has a system it's not it's not fiber um what, what do you call it like peer-to-peer or yeah you, you could call it peer-to-peer it's through the air yeah it's through um, the air. and they they sent this young man named mark to yeah. do some testing and and sure enough uh, it it seems that it would it would work and not only will it work but it will meet the technical requirements of this software that I need to do my, you know, back and forth to the studios in Toronto or wherever when when I'm needed to do something like that. And, and you know, it's it's been too, like it's been a three year drought for me to do anything like that, uh, even just on a, on a sort of fun basis. So I've, I've long been wanting this to be connected. His system had those requirements uh, the only thing is it's not as stable as fiber, let's mm-hmm. just say. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We did some tests last week because we're now in the testing mode. We have a month to kind of decide what we want to do. Yes. And it's working great. Yeah. I mean, this company was great. They said, you know what? Try it. There's no obligation, no no, no money ex- exchanged. You just try it. And if, if you like it uh, and it works for you, then... Yeah. We'll, we'll get you on the program. So we'll do some more testing uh, over the next couple of weeks. But I think we've kind of, and I'll tell you what, if it works, see a fiber. Don't need you. You know, see ya. Here's here's your hat. What's your hurry? <laughs> you know, they said this was going to be in in 2021. I know. But, you know, there, there are lawsuits going on right now because of this. There are promises that have been broken, all, you know, oh. all around in, in mm-hmm. rural France. And and the, the providers are, are being neglectful. And, yeah. and uh, anyway... I'm I'm glad that this is a potential solution because that will maybe what uh, I'll hear a little bit less about the fact that we don't have fiber on a daily basis. And I can't wait for you to pick up your glasses. <laughs> so I'll hear a little bit less about my glasses. My glasses, my glasses. Maybe. <laughs> if they're open. <laughs> Jeez. So last last week we were talking about Ovilar. The little village that we ha- yeah. we went to, mm-hmm. and we were curious because we saw a lot of people with walking sticks and backpacks, and mm-hmm. and and it turns out that Ovilar is right on one of Saint James 
um, walking paths. These, no, this is that uh, the, the the pilgrimage walks uh, that uh, I have a friend, Lara Nowak, who uh, uh, used to work at Trip Central with uh, Richard Vander Vanderloop. And uh, yeah, she's done this, I think, three or four times now from, from Portugal all the way to, uh, I think, around St. Sebastian. Like she's walking uh, right Yeah, it's, it's Santiago de Compostela. Uh -huh. That's where the cathedral is, the shrine is to St. Uh -huh. James. Okay. Um, app apparently, um, it's it's a very, um, it's the, it's the, the, the end of oh, okay. the trail. I see. Um, and it's to, you know, um, give homage to the apostle. St. James. Oh, I see. They found a, a relic, and I think that was around the ninth century. And ever since then, pilgrims from from France, Portugal, Spain, all over the world, but on these trails through those three countries, make it to Santiago. Yeah. Now, uh, if memory serves me, uh, she was doing roughly like around average 27 clicks a day. Yeah. There are four major walking trails in France, mm -hmm. and France is, is the most popular area okay. um, to do these trails. Not Spain. Uh, well, it, it's it's um it's flatter. These 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 trails are are on flatter land, so it's I a see. little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, whereas some of the, some some of the ones in Spain, I'm told, have a little bit more mountainous mountainous terrain. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the trails, uh, Le Puy, goes through Cahors, through Moissac. And ah. remember, we yeah. were wondering, why Why are all these people walking? With knapsacks and sticks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, because they're on the trail. Yeah. And then it goes through Ovilar and then down to uh, um, to the bottom of, of France, mm -hmm. um, to the France-Spain border. And Anywhere near Andorra? N no, it's, it's, it's northeast. Oh, northeast? Yeah. Oh, east? Yes, oh, northeast. Okay. So it's it's actually uh, if you're if you're going down three three of the trails converge oh. and then you cross into Spain and then you you trek. It's almost a straight line, um, and but it's it's oh. a lot of kilometers. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, the the trail from Le Le Puy down to Saint Jean um, Pied de Part uh, is I think. 30 to 35 days of doing 27 clicks. Holy, I wonder if there are showers along the way. I would care more about bathrooms. Oh, yeah. it's not for me. Yeah, but but you know what? The, the, this attracts hundreds of thousands of pilgrims in Santiago every year. 2022, they had, I think it was 450,000 people uh, visit the cathedral. And they had actually taken the the the, the ways, oh. the walkways. Holy cow! So so you know, uh, it it uh, it's something that people like to do. It has you know some merits in terms of uh, communing with nature, getting in touch with yourself. Yeah. Uh, no. You know. So, um, but it it's 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 incredible. It's a lot of thinking. It's a, it's a lot of walking, yeah. a lot of thinking, and you've got to do a lot of training before you, you know, yeah. a novice can't just hop on and do 27 kilometers a day. No, 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 no. no. You got to be in good shape. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, in, in Lara's case, I mean, she's a repeat customer, so uh, she obviously gets a lot out of it. And I'm sure a lot of these other people do that every few years as well. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny, as we were leaving uh, Ovilar, right? 
Ovilar? Ovilar, yeah. Ovilar. Yeah, we, we noticed a couple of signs. So uh, I took some pictures. We will include that on the Facebook page, at Jeff and Julie, um, move to France. And we will also have all kinds of photos from our truffle farm oh, experience. Oh, truffle farm. So we, I mean, we're not very experienced um, truffle eaters. We no. don't know. We didn't know very much about this at all. Um, so they're they're tubers, like they're they're from the fungi family, but they're not mushrooms. Um, and the big difference is they grow underground, not mm. above ground. Okay. And um, we had a wonderful tour. First of all, we were greeted by two of the coolest puppies I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the nicest German Shepherd I've ever met in my life. He was just full of fun. Yes, he he was sweet. Like he he's kind of like not the the typical German Shepherd in, right. in nature. Uh, Philippe, who was our host, said he's he was supposed to be the guard dog for the farm, <laughs> but he turns out to be you know just this one big suck. Yeah. And then there's Jap. Jap is okay. This is an Italian breed, a Log- Logotto Romagnolo. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's kind of a medium-sized, curly-haired dog, um, and those dogs are specifically bred to truffle hunt. Yeah. And uh, and Look, this looked little... a little bit like a schnauzer. Yeah. Cr- a cross between kind of a schnauzer and a poodle. That's what I would how I would describe him. Yes. Yeah. Um. And he's he's an older fella, still goes out and and does his job. Um. And Dope, the other dog, decided that he wanted to learn how to do um, some truffle hunting just by watching Jap. And the the main problem is making sure that the 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 other, the German Shepherd doesn't eat the truffle. Oh, <laughs> so maybe uh, Jap goes and finds where the truffles are, and it's like, hey, get over here, Mister <laughs> Shepherd. You do the you do the digging. Yeah. So Philip was amazing. So yes. he, they, he he brought us out to the orchard. It's oak trees. Um, he explained the process, um, which I'm going to read because uh, it's hard to say, um, Mike. Mycorrhizae. Mycorrhization. Mycorrhization. Oh. If okay. you saw it spelt, you would understand why I'm stumbling. Okay. He, he was describing that process that's done in the lab with little, um, little oak mm-hmm. um, um, seedling, seedling type, type things. Sapling thing. Yeah, yeah, where they treat it and they, they create a symbiotic situation whereby uh, the fungus is attached to the roots. And it's not the mushroom, it's the. It's the truffle. It's the truffle. And because if you see, one of the things I learned is if you see mushrooms under an oak tree, you ain't going to see any truffles. They're competitors. Yeah. So um, he also mentioned that uh, truffles grow in the wild. And we have tons of oak trees. So right. we'll go out and scout out to see if we potentially have any truffles in the backyard. Um, he was saying the one thing you need to, to look out for is if you have mushrooms, you don't have truffles. And if there, are, uh, if if the the area around the trunk of the tree is covered in grass, you probably don't have truffles. But if it's clear, mm-hmm. you might have truffles. Exactly. And then you would you would be digging them. You would. Dig well, I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a little too late to train the dogs. Yeah, that's so. why I'm, I'm I'm suggesting that you know that'd be something you would love to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the problem. Our, our ground is as hard as a rock. And it, and here here's something else. We have this, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a calcare, uh, but it's a horrible... Uh, it's, it's limestone. In, in... Limestone deposit that um, it, it, it goes through the water. It plugs up your 
your pipes in the house. It ruins your like it's it's worse than the hard water we have in in Canada. It's really bad, but it has a it has a use with respect to the truffles. Yeah. Um, so if you've got li- a limestone earth, it can be sandy or it can be clay. But if you've got the limestone, then you can probably have truffles on mm. on your property. They sell um, actually the little seedlings that you can plant. And Philippe was saying that within four years, you might start seeing some small little truffles, but really you'll get the full effect 10 years down the road. And what was really interesting about the orchard is they keep these, um, uh, the shen, the uh, oak trees, they keep them at about, I would say, six to eight feet tall and uh, sort of bulbous on the top. And then they clear all the branches below and uh, they 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 run a row of let's just say they're doing black truffles. So they run a row of trees that are doing the black truffles. Yeah. And then they separate the next row by five meters because they don't want any sort of intermixing of these truffles. And and what was the main reason for that? Oh, because the weaker the weaker truffle usually wins. The and, least expensive ones. That's right. So, but it's more than that, Jeff. It, it's rows and rows of one type of truffle, then a huge separation. They separated it with with uh, grapevines. Yes. So it was like a so that there was absolutely no commingling. Okay. Um, and their specialty is the the black truffle of Perigord, which has a really great reputation, uh, and is a winter truffle. And how about this? How about this? This last year, do you know how much they sold them for? For one kilo, one kilo of truffles, a thousand euros. It's like it's like fungus gold. It is. It is. It's it it's uh it's because they're so they're so uh, finicky. Uh, Philip was explaining that some some seasons they have a plentiful bounty. Other seasons, the same tree doesn't produce at all. So there's, it's it's like a, a big secret. It's nature's secret whether or not you're going to have good results. So because because you can't count on it, mm-hmm. it's supply and demand. Right. Uh, he was also saying that these winter truffles are huge at Christmas time. So they they start doing their harvest in December. And that's when, you know, the prices go up for for truffles uh, and people come and buy them um, because they serve them for Christmas dinner. Uh, And I I was curious, like, what what would you serve with truffles at Christmas? But lots of things like brie with truffles, truffle capon, truffle risotto, lamb filled with truffles. So the French love their truffles. They're the biggest consumers of truffles. Uh, I think on the planet. We're not necessarily the the big the big the largest uh, crops come from France, but they are the biggest consumers. Right. And and it was interesting that that he he was also saying don't cook so to speak don't don't throw it in there and cook it and if you do make sure that it's contained because the aromas uh, will just dissipate. Uh, what they typically do is like with risotto for instance is they would make the risotto and then sprinkle in you know the truffles afterwards to give it that flavor. Yes, yeah. So it, usually you're just letting it sit on warm food, mm-hmm. and that's when you get the best uh, 
right. taste. And the other thing that I found interesting is they will, from time to time, be selling these truffles at the uh, farmer's markets. But he said, if you want to make sure that it's ready to eat, have them slice it so that you can see in. And what you want to see is sort of a marbling effect as opposed to it all being white or all being one other color. You want like a, almost like a ribeye steak. You want to see that marbling effect and then it is ready. The name of this wonderful truffle farm is France Truffe. France Truffe. Yeah, so that's how you say it in, in French. In French, truffles is truffe. And it's uh, located on um, Route du Merle. And we'll put the uh, the website uh, on the Facebook page, Jeff. I, I could probably try to do that, yeah. We, okay. we'll, we'll certainly uh, do our best to get a uh, connection up there uh, for you because uh, it, it, it's just one of the coolest things. Like, they're all in. This is like, you know, this is like a prune farm or any other farm. This is, you know. Well, they have guided tours. Yeah. They have degustation, which we took part in. They have events. They have, they're also caterers. They have cooking classes. They bring in top chefs. Um, they also um, sell the plants and, and give conferences. So they're very devoted to the truffle. Yeah, and it, it was amazing to see the products that were available. Uh, and I, I will have uh, photos of their little degustation, uh, also sales office there. Uh, and it's, it's just, it was amazing. Uh, included in the um, degustation, the, the tasting, uh, we had some, there was some pate, uh, one was chicken-based, one was duck-based. Uh, oh, and then they, they, he, he sort of had it laid out with five or six different uh, truffles going from one that was really strong uh, off of the hop, but then dissipated quickly in your mouth. And then there was another one that was actually a more gentle tasting truffle, but a longer, uh, a longer lasting taste. Right. The summer, I think it's the, yeah, it, it's the was, summer truffle. And that's yeah, what you prefer. That's the one I really liked the most. And it had a woody flavor to mm -hmm. it. And it was just, it was just delicious. But there, there were also, you, you could get um, truffle infused balsamic vinegar, truffle infused um, olive oil. Yes. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. Oh, and everything is pretty much made in the Lotigaron mm -hmm. around here right. with their truffles. And we were lucky enough, they had just um, picked. I guess harvested picked, some. Harvested. Yeah. <laughs> um, some summer truffles. And we got to taste. Um, and I, I really enjoy the summer truffle. It was, it was very. It's a very different uh, flavor. If you've never had truffles before, it's very unique. Some people absolutely love it, and I found that there were there were some that I enjoyed and some that I didn't enjoy so much. So it's it's it, the the taste is it's quite varied. Yes, <laughs> it was interesting that like wine tasting, we started with the least offensive. Not that they're not that they're offensive, but the least offensive. How about truffle. the least least strong? Yeah, okay, that's The most good. mild. That's fine, yes, most mild, yeah. And then worked our way to wham, right in the face. <laughs> but you tried the wham chicken yep. combination, and it, it did hit you, wham, right in the face. Yeah, but then it changed. I mean, it was, it was not unlike tasting a wine where you've got the initial flavor, holy cow, that is strong, but then it mellows, and all of a sudden these almond flavors came out, and it just, it's just a, a delicious thing, really. Yeah, no, it was it was a all around delightful uh, experience, and and hopefully we'll get back. We, we both Jeff and I would 
Oh. Love to go back when they're actually harvesting. I'd love to see the dogs in work and uh, in action, and yeah. I'd, I'd just like to see how how they do pick them. Uh, one of the things I asked him is, how deep do they typically grow? And he said, no more than a, a the equivalent of a foot. Huh. It's kind of between, uh, it's around eight inches, I guess you could say, in that area. So there is some digging to do. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're bringing in a, a new pup uh, in in the fall. Um, that's uh, in training, so uh, that will be very interesting. Maybe we'll get to see some of the winter harvest. Once again, Julie, the uh, maybe just give the email address uh, and uh, the name of the company. Sure. So it's France Truff, and the email is France Truff with an S at gmail.com. France and then T R U F F E S at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to be sending the uh, podcast off to Philippe. He spoke pretty good English. So he he'll, did. I was, yeah. I was pretty impressed. So we'll, we'll send this off to him. And uh, uh, again, Philippe, thanks for the very informative tour. It was a lot of fun. And now it's time for my French phrase of the day. And where did you get said French phrase of the day, well, Julie? This was so cool. They had a bunch of little f- phrases, uh, proverbs and, and s- such sayings um, all around the shop. Mm-hmm. And so I, I saw this one. It, it doesn't really have much to do with truffles. But no, it, but it was found at the truffle place. Yes. So, it has go. more to do with me. <laughs> oh, does it? The, sure. The French phrase? Yeah. All right. Um... Do you want to see it? I, I, yeah, I've got. Okay. Yeah, I, you know what I did is I took I I took the uh, bull by the horns this week since you oh. were not um, helping me with by you know with my simple request of having it typed out. So I I just did it myself. You ready? Since I took I like I took the picture of the thing and and. Uh, well, you so. do it all, don't you? <laughs> okay, here we go. Whew, I think I need a little nap from just how spent I am from all the work I do. I'm so tired. My shoulders are so sore from carrying the show. Anyway, uh, yeah, do go on with the uh, French phrase of the day. Nope, I'm on strike. <laughs> oh, you're exceptionally closed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Here we go. Ne me demandez pas mon âge. Il change tout le temps. Tout le temps. Tout le temps. Tout le temps. Okay. Yeah. See, it's so much better when I get to see it because I, I can, I think I can tell you exactly what this says. Ne me demandez, so, uh, don't ask my, don't ask my age. Mm-hmm. It changes all the time. That's it. There you go. Well, bingo, bingo. I, I really uh, will find that it's much more benefit because, see, when you just said it, so can you just do it at, at, at regular speed? Ne me demandez pas mon âge, il change tout le temps. The tout le temps? Yeah. See how you slur yep. all that together? Yeah, I, I can slur. S- no. Well, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's not like that. No, I just mean like tout le temps. 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 Whereas you see it, T-O-U-T, new word L-E, mm-hmm. and then T-E-M-P-S. Tout uh-huh. Um, <laughs> then I can t- I can tell what it means, you see. So this is very beneficial. I, I'm 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 gonna I think my my rating is gonna get a lot higher on identifying these these sayings if I get to see the, yep, the words. Uh, yep, sure. And last week or a couple weeks ago was lum, and mm-hmm. I go um um what's um? <laughs> but when I saw oh, h o m m e, then I realized oh it's man. Okay, great. 
Well, that was a very good uh, French phrase of the day, and I yeah. think we're all in the same boat about the age, by the way. Yeah. Brought to you by France Truffe. <laughs> by France Truffe. <laughs> Join us next week as we continue with Chapter 78 as our adventures continue here on Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Have a great day. À bientôt. Au revoir. <laughs>